One. Yes. <laughs> I know that's really silly. You always like get annoyed with it, don't you? I'm just checking this. Stupid. <laughs> oh, people can't say something different. <laughs> that's worse. Who does that? Oh, that's really irritating. On stages, honey. Literally, right? You go into a theatre on a dress rehearsal day when you're setting up your drums, all you hear is the sound man walking around every mic, and there's loads of them going, ch -ch -ch -ch. you're going like, no, please just say one, two. Welcome, everybody, to the Bakery Bears radio show. My name's Dan. And I'm Kay. And I've just gone off on a musical theatre rant. <laughs> I was complaining about sound men in theatres. Now, it's unfair of me to complain because they have a lot of microphones to deal with. They There's do. so many. Because they're like all over the front yeah, of the stage. They're yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And then, of course, then in comes the old, oh, the best ones were the radio mics. When, because I, I used to be involved in, whilst I was professional and I got paid professionally, I was involved in amateur dramatics. How great is that? Amateur dramatics have to pay and employ professional musicians. They do, yeah, 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 and that's absolutely. Because that, obviously nobody that's performing gets paid. No. It's a, a well, volume. unless you're doing a professional show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all because of the union. Because the, the, the musicians' union mm -hmm. made it illegal for you to employ uh, an unprofessional, unprofessional. It sounds wrong. <laughs> it's very a professional un... person, but don't pay them, you mean? Well, the, of course there are amateur... It's such an interesting line, isn't it? Because, of course, there's going to be plenty of amateur musicians yeah. who have other jobs, yeah, who'd be yeah. more than capable of probably going oh, into yeah, a theatre yeah. and playing, but you're not allowed to employ anyone other than a professional musician. Yeah. And how is that judged? Because you had to have... You had to be a member of the musicians' union, mm -hmm. and to be a member, you had to prove that you were a professional. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. That's enough that's of my... That's a very interesting little bit of trivia for you. <laughs> What one of the, the one of the best paid jobs I ever had was the first job I ever did, mm. and they paid you in fifty pound notes. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I do remember it was quite well paid, wasn't it? Working in, in yeah, theatres uh, back in the, in the day. Yeah, back in the day. I don't know about now. It's not. It's many years since you did it. It gradually it was it was being chipped away at all mm. the years that I was, mm. and you know I'm sure that it's changed dramatically now. Thankfully, not involved with that anymore. No. Because we're here, yes? We are. With a brand new radio show, and it's another listener suggestion. Now, we had a message from someone, it's a number of weeks ago, actually, and we've been pondering on this subject since then, and we now feel ready to record a show. And the question was, now, I think this listener was in America, but I think that this point has ended up being quite a poignant one, potentially for all the Western world, but who knows? And the question was, have we lost a bit of pride in ourselves? Mm. And initially we were like, we didn't really know what we thought and then we've thought about it and we've spoken about it and we're now definitely ready to record mm. a show about mm. it because it's such an interesting point. And I think it's one that sort of looks back into history a little bit and all sorts. So it's going to be a really interesting conversation. Yeah. So it, and in what is... An absolutely perfect English summer day. Gosh, yeah, it's cool. It's very overcast. It's a little bit breezy. We're I think it's grateful. only about 14 degrees out there, see, I, at the moment. I've got a jacket on. I've got a jacket on. It's really odd. It's insanity. This is actually... Oh, it's my first time out in this jacket with you. It's very nice. Isn't it? 
I've not worn this with you, have no, I? No, no. No. Basically, we came to the conclusion that I needed a thin summer coat. because a all rain coat. Yeah. Yeah, waterproof coat. Because all my summer coats were, they, they were just too thick. Yeah. And so we decided that I needed to get something thin and something breathable, and you had an absolutely great... I've got a, a barber, really lightweight, yes. waterproof jacket. Yes. Mine's got a hood on. Dan's hasn't got a hood. He didn't want a hood. But it's brilliant. The one I've got is really, really excellent. It's lightweight. It's breathable. So, I mean, do you know how sometimes raincoats, you just sweat to death in them, don't you? Yeah. But the, the barber one is really breathable. You can feel the air going through it. Yeah, it is waterproof as well. It's well, a really excellent jacket. You know, Barber are not cheap, but no. my experience, I've got two Barbers, yeah. and my experience is that they're really excellent coats. So I think it's kind of worth paying that money. So I'll give it a test run We right went now. looking for one for you and found a really lovely one. And so cool. giving it a go. Kat's just been securing her belt pack. I don't wear those. They're, it's really funny because we, I mean, in this country, we, we would call them a bum bag. Yes. But in America, they call them something else, and I can't even say it. Oh, no, because that's a bad word in this country. that word here means something entirely different. Yes. That I don't want to say. No. <laughs> it's quite funny. Yeah, well, yeah. You it's all know what I'm referring to. And if you don't, you don't want to know. No, you don't want to know. It's funny though how, um, it's the age old thing and we've touched on this before, but we speak the same language, but we don't. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where so many misconceptions can arise because if you're using words which you understand, if you use a word for something different, then it can get really confusing. It can get really confusing. Both ways. Yeah. Just the whole. I'm oh no. No, I'm changing it because belt pack issues. I'm changing it because oh, I'm going to put like it in my so. inside pocket. Can you, can you pop my phone in there, darling? Because look, okay, okay, okay. okay. It just, I really I felt it didn't feel secure. Okay. There, it's in. Okay. That's all good now. There you go. Look. Is lovely. it a problem? Is it a problem for all ladies? What pockets? Yeah. Well, unless I'm wearing a, a jacket, I don't have pockets. So. Yeah, I guess it's a problem. I mean, normally ladies carry bags everywhere, don't they? But I, I don't take a, a bag, a handbag, out when I'm just going for a walk, so... Look, yeah. look, look, I don't want to start a whole thing here. I really yeah, I know, don't. We could have, a, we could have a, a show in itself, couldn't we, on handbags and... Well, yeah, we, we oh. could, but no, what, what I was going to say was... Men is, don't carry handbags. Well, what I was going to say, and please, nobody, nobody take offence here at all, because I don't mean... This, this is a genuine question. But it just feels to me sometimes like dudes are so much more straightforward. I would agree, but the thing is, what does a woman keep in a handbag? It's an interesting thing, isn't it? I would never go out of the house, apart from when I'm going for a walk like now, I would never leave the house without my bag. And I think most women would say that, wouldn't, wouldn't you all out there? Would you say the same thing? So, you know, essential things that I have to have whenever I go anywhere, you obviously need your purse with your money in. You need things like tissues, hand gel, yeah. Maybe a drink, maybe a snack, depending on how long you're going out for. I always take some like headache tablets. It goes on, your keys. 
So why, why is as it, a bloke, you know... Why is it I suddenly feel like I'm watching an episode of Cruising with Jane McDonald? Well, no, but how many times have we been in the car going somewhere and you've said, oh, have you got any paracetamols? And I'm like, yes, I do. Now, I'm not certain if I've ever said those words, but, but I've definitely said, have you got any hand gel? Right, OK. And I'm, I, I might have distinctly said... distinctly remember giving you painkillers in the car. <laughs> so... <laughs> you need tissues, you need... You know, I, you've just got to have stuff, haven't you? You've got to have yourself your phone. You've got to put your phone in there. Oh, that, that's just... Do you know what? So it what, really, does a, what does really... a bloke walk out of the house with? Phone and keys and wallet. Yeah. And they all go in pockets. Yeah. And that's basically it. Yes. Now, I'm weird. I don't know if, if other blokes are like this, but... Do you know my keys and wallet yes. routine? Well, I know that you, Dan always has a, a proper linen handkerchief in his pocket and I, he's got some sort of system thing going on where I think your keys go in the pocket where your handkerchief is. Yeah, to stop the keys rubbing against my leg. Yeah, and then your wallet and, goes and in the it. other pocket. Yes, but do you know which pocket each thing's going? I don't, honey, no. I'm, so, you know, I'm quite happy living my life without knowing that. Well, I'm going to tell you. But feel free. So the wallet goes in the right-hand pocket and the keys and the handkerchief go in the left-hand pocket. I suppose that makes sense, because you're right-handed. So yes. you would want your wallet in your right pocket, wouldn't you? Yes. What always used to blow people's minds, though, with me is, and I don't understand this myself, but if you're right-handed, what, what wrist do you wear a watch on? Your left. You see, I never did. You always, and neither of us wear watches anymore, but you no. always wore a watch on your right right hand. Yes. And it used to freak me out because I was like, how can you wear a watch on your right hand? You always wear it on the opposite hand to the one you write with. And I, I suspect it's because back in the day when we all wrote a lot more, you'd have a pen yeah. writing and the watch would probably get in the way of that. Oh, that, that must be a really fancy big watch. <laughs> <laughs> Watches, that big, or, aren't or, they? Or, or maybe it jangles on the table, is it? Maybe. Oh, those metal watches. Yeah. I had one of those. I can't remember what it was. But I, I can't just... even remember what sort of watch I used to wear. I always used to wear a watch. Didn't I buy you a watch? You did buy me a watch, but it's so many years ago. I just don't wear watches anymore. I just don't. Well, and that's another mobile phone issue, isn't it? I don't know that I really look at my mobile for the time so much. The thing is, because we work from home, you know, there's a clock in the living room, there's one in the kitchen, there's a I clock on though... your PC. So wherever I am, I just kind of look. Look. Yeah. yeah. I do feel, though, that I, I'm sure I've seen this or heard this somewhere or other, but the reason why watches have gone out of fashion is because of mobiles. Yeah, and it's funny actually, it just made me think. We stayed in a holiday Airbnb apartment for a few <laughs> days recently, right? No, no I'm no, going it somewhere the, it with this. It was the this. distance, holiday Airbnb apartment. <laughs> and there wasn't a single clock there was not. in the whole apartment. And, you know, this was a high-end apartment. It was very, very nice. Not a single clock in any of the bedrooms, on any of the walls, nothing. And I was like, why are there no clocks? And then it suddenly dawned on me that these days they just expect people to have phones attached to them. Yeah. And you just maybe look on your phone. Yeah. I was like, I cannot believe that, 
that this is the situation these days. Well, it is a situation. That there's not a single clock now in people's houses. It is the situation, and you've just enunciated perfectly the reason why people aren't using watches anymore, and that is because it would be interesting, even us, and, you know, we specifically don't use it a lot, but how many times an hour does the average person look at their mobile phone. Yeah, yeah, it'll be frightening the man. It is utterly terrifying. And you, you do have to think. Sorry for the noise, there's BT men making a lot of noise. Honestly. They've been, it, it's insanity, right? Oh, oh and a BT lady, that's, that's nice good. to see. Yes. That's very nice to see. Yes. They have been installing high-speed broadband literally since literally since I was 15 years old and I'm now 47 (laughs) and we keep getting these adverts through on Facebook saying high-speed broadband's here put your postcode in to find out when it's going to arrive and when was it was it 2026 something like that I mean what you're like look life's too short to be waiting around for that I know But we're here to talk about, well, it's pride, isn't it? Pride. Have we lost pride in ourselves? And it's such an interesting question because it's not something I'd really stopped and pondered on very much. And then we got this suggestion through and we started thinking about it. And you just start to sort of look up and look around a little bit. Yeah. And you start to look at the people you're walking past. Yeah, and people's houses and things like that, yeah. And... I mean, not to make this a short episode, but I think that we have lost pride in ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is obviously a generalisation. There's there's variances within that always, isn't there? Well, it's not, we're not not saying everybody has. So it is a sort of generalisation, isn't it? Where do you see, where where do you see a lot of pride in? I do, see, I do see some really sort of well-kept houses, beautifully maintained, lovely gardens. Let's look I, out I do, for those then on our... Okay, but I, I do see that sometimes. Would you but say I it's an exception to the rule or would you say... I wouldn't say it's the norm these days, no. I'm not seeing very well, very many... I mean, I suppose that house over there isn't too that bad. That one is quite nice. We're walking through a sort of typical terraced house area of town and I guess there's areas like this in every every town in the UK. You would think actually that this type of area probably now is the most is probably the most common. Yes the most prevalent. Yes. Yeah I'd say so. It's a very normal run-of-the-mill. Yeah you know terraced houses that will probably be two three bedrooms each kind of back to back. But if we went back in time 50 years it would be entirely different I bet you it would have been beautiful every one of these houses would look amazing yes I agree and so in the first instance immediately you can see that people have lost pride in their properties certainly in their properties you know we see it see it so often that these houses are all nice houses yeah they, they will have all been built Probably turn of the century, maybe, yeah, yeah. like... Railway workers. Railway workers' workers' houses. So they're, they're probably like 100, 120 years old, something yeah. like that. And they're w- well-built. Yeah. 
you know, brick houses. I used to live in a terraced house, you know, they're yeah. very well built. Yeah. And they would have been lovely houses and people would have been thrilled to have yes. those houses. You know, whether they were renting or whether they'd been lucky enough to be able to buy one. And people would look, you know, would care for their you see, front doorsteps yes, even. Yes, yes, yes. You've you know? said that a lot and you're right. Yeah. Something that I don't know if it's... See, I feel like it might be a mindset because every house that I've ever lived in, I've felt... I have felt proud to own it. Absolutely, so Even though I've never owned it, it's always been a mortgage house. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. But still, though, you feel you, you pride. You do technically own it, even though there's yeah. a mortgage, yeah. So, you know, I've always felt pride in owning it, but the, the fact... And I've always, like... We've always tried to represent... You know, you always try to make it look as good as we possibly yeah, could. Yeah, you look after it, you maintain it. No matter how little money you've got, it doesn't yeah, take anything, yeah. does it, no, to no. keep things tidy? You can do things on very little money. So? It doesn't cost anything to keep you the outside of your house clean and tidy, really, does it? It just costs time. The question you've got to ask yourself, then, is why the vast majority, surely... I mean, to me, it feels like more than three quarters of the houses yeah, that we just walked I would, through I would say so, were yeah. fairly grotty. Yeah, why is it then why that, is that most people... So, OK, so we've looked at houses and we're saying that three quarters of the houses, just as a, you know, as a sort yeah. of example, average area, probably the most common type of area in certainly England at mm, the moment, mm. and three quarters of them weren't that well kept. Mm. What about how people look that we walk past? Now, yeah, we've been I, doing a lot of watching, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, normally I, I do not look at anybody. I'm not particularly a people watcher you know when I'm out walking I'm listening to a book or listening to music and I'm in my own little world yeah. but I've been taking more time to kind of people watch a little bit because yeah. I knew we were going to be talking about this yeah and I've observed so many things in terms of how people present themselves to the world yeah and the thing I see most often is people dog walking in the park we're in the park now which yeah. is a big a big public space yes huge and looks so great often, too look at the grass it does look good that's all the yeah, rain it does look good gosh i've had so much but yeah so often i see people walking their dogs in their pajamas and my heart just sinks you know, <laughs> my whole body just they've got flopped. their pajamas on underneath and they might have put on a little jacket or something and they might have like Ugg boots on or, or some sort of other house type footwear, I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, if it's a lady, quite often it's just hair pulled up in a bun, no makeup. Yeah. Literally looks like they've just got out of bed and yeah. thought, oh, the dog needs walking. Yeah. I'm just going to go like this. And yeah. this is at sort of, I don't know, nine, half nine in the, in the morning. Now, and again... I'm, I'm so puzzled by it. If we were to go back in time 50 years, that would not have happened. No, absolutely not. I, and why does it happen now? Why do people... It's not just ladies I'm talking about. No, no, dudes, but, dudes. <laughs> what, what, you know, what is it with... For, with... With blokes, what you see particularly in the summer is fellas going around with no shirts on. And I would say that three quarters really of those... really common. Three quarters of the fellas with no shirts on... Should not be going around yes. with no we'll shirts on. We'll say nothing on. more about that, yes. But that is really, really common. Yeah. So, yeah, why, why is it well, that people don't... are not bothered, are not bothered that... 
What's so cool is you That's can immediately how marry together. To the world. You can immediately marry together the poorly presented person, I would guess, with a poorly presented house. Because yeah, why would you present yeah, yeah. yourself well and then not not be bothered to present your house well? No, yeah. So you do We quite often see our next door neighbours going out in the car, you know, popping down to the shop at any time of day in the pajamas. Yeah. Or walking the dog in this little open area we've got the thing with is like pajamas and slippers on. Going in the shop. <laughs> what is it? No, I, I would not walk the dog in my pajamas. I certainly but, wouldn't. But I'd probably, maybe at a push, if I absolutely had to, walk the dog in my pajamas. I certainly would not ever go into a shop no. in my bed clothes. And I, I see that as well. Sometimes when I'm out for a walk and if, for example, I need a loaf of bread or something for Bryony, yeah, yeah. I'll go into like a Sainsbury's local, which is just a small little Sainsbury's. Yeah. So often when I go in there, I'll see people in their pyjamas, literally not even anything on top, yeah. in their pyjamas. And there are a lot of houses around there. Again, it's like a terraced house area. And they obviously just thought, oh, I need something. I'll just pop to the shop. And yeah. just not even, it's not even crossed their mind that they need to get dressed. So the question, the question is, why are people doing this? Why, why, <laughs> why do you do that? I think that there's potentially a number of factors involved in this. And the first one could well be just laziness. Well, there's got to be an element of that, hasn't there? You know? Because it takes effort, doesn't it? It takes, well, of course it takes effort to get dressed. If you're a woman, do you, or a bloke, obviously you need to do the hair as well. Maybe um, do the hair, makeup. And just, what, what we've seen, just, I've just thrown out a couple of times there, going back 50 years, because to me, I mean, it might even be less than 50 years. It might only be 25 years and things would have been different, but definitely 50 years. Yeah. And what we've seen happen in the last 50 years, it's this rise of instant gratification technology, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that is true. And so is that leading to... And also as well, what we've seen in the last 50 years... I think years, that all makes us a bit more lazy as well, doesn't it? Yeah. There's been a change in the job market too, hasn't there? Mm. Where I know that certainly in this country, I mean, I think a lot of this has got to do with appalling wages. Yeah. But I know that I've seen, I'm sure that there's a lot of industries who say we can't get English people to do these jobs. No, like skilled jobs. Because they're, that it's hard work. It's hard work and, you've and got they, to won't apply do, they won't do them, yeah. And so it does sort of start to point to a slightly concerning trend in people's work ethic. Yeah. But there's got to be more to it than that. I'm sure there's got to be more to it than that. And so I've been starting to think more and more that in our experience, and, and my experience with education is even longer than, than you know, our daughter Bryony's youth because I was a teacher for a number of years and what we've seen since so definitely since we left school because yeah. when we were at school it was all about competition yeah and we've seen that disappear yeah like yeah. virtually completely gone and yeah it's like it's not about winning anymore no it's just about 
taking taking part. And I know this might sound silly, but if it's not drilled into me when I'm young, that you've got to work yeah. and winning's good. And, and, and winning, for me, winning is getting up every morning, yeah. presenting myself well, yeah. doing a great day's work, yeah. coming home and yeah. then... I agree. I, I don't think, when we say winning, I don't mean like running a race no. or you know getting the highest score on a test not that kind of winning you're kind of just winning at, at life, life. <laughs> yeah yeah and i would say that you're not winning if you just can't be bothered to get yourself dressed for starters keep the outside of your house tidy yeah probably the inside as well you know all these things just just lead to that kind of like you say, lack of pride. I mean, it's got to be a lack of pride, hasn't it? I think what, what, what worries me, right, is there seems to be this trend in modern media, modern sort of world, that anything's good enough. Yeah. Doesn't matter how you look, how you present yourself, everything's great. Yeah, yeah. And I could have, I have had no money. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I have been in dire straits, health-wise. So no one can say you don't know what it's like no, no. To, to, for things to be difficult. I can assure you this. We've known extremely every difficult stage, times. I've always wanted to put on, put your best foot forward. Yes. Is the, the the thing to say, and so you have to think that the problem has arisen in between when we were at school and now. Yeah. Because, you know, with the greatest of respect, I know we're not old, but no, no. we are more experienced. Yeah. And I'd be willing to bet that the vast majority of those houses that we just walked through are probably lived in by people either our age or younger than us. I'd say so. You, you do find that the houses that look really lovely and well-maintained, if yeah. you happen to see someone in the garden, it's an older person. Yeah, yeah. Because that's how they grew up. Yeah. And I would guess that a lot of those houses we're referring to these days are probably rented. Yeah. But that shouldn't make a difference. No. You know? All right, you don't own You've it. You've got a roof over your head. Yeah. People back in the day, you know, 80 years ago or whatever, it's not even that long ago. Yeah. Not many people own their houses. No, no. Because they just couldn't afford it. Yeah. But that doesn't stop you having that pride of the fact it's your space. You've got this property. You're living that's in that space, you, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, keeping you safe and warm, and you would want to take care of it. I just don't think people generally, you know, a lot of people want to do that, and I, I don't know why that is. I don't know what the. Why is it I right? I think it's a lot of the things that you've been saying. Yeah, it's, but I don't understand why suddenly it's fashionable. I think it's been made so difficult to talk about certain elements of this because I think when certain elements of it are pulled up, it, you're accused of like being yeah. attacking people who've got yeah. you know, challenges. And I think that might be one of the reasons why we've got ourselves into this pickle where it seems that we don't have a lot of pride because I take great pride in eating well yeah. and looking after my body. Yeah. And it makes me feel great. Yeah. 
And I think you now have got that bug too. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I do my very best. And yeah. I, I don't, you know, I don't eat lots of things. No. To, you know, because especially as you get a little bit older, you know, you, yeah. your body starts to slow down, doesn't it? Your, yeah, meta- yeah. your metabolism is slower. Yeah. And if you're not careful, you know, you can end up carrying a lot of extra weight yeah. that isn't good for you and can cause a lot of health problems. Yeah. So I just do my real, you know, my utmost to control that as much as you can. You know, I get out every day. I walk absolutely every day. Yeah. I don't like sitting down for very long. No. When I have to for work purposes, you know, I make sure it's not very long and I'm always, I'm active all through the day, basically. And yeah. So you do everything that... that feel like I do everything I can. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're much better at it than me, I think. I don't know, I think we're both fairly, fairly even scored in how we approach stuff. It has to be connected to, if you're gonna try and look smart and present yourself right, yeah. you would think that with that would come thought about what I'm putting into my body, the exercise I'm getting, and how I'm taking care of myself. And there's been a sort of, I think there's been a much less of a focus on that. I think people are are afraid of saying that that's important to do. Yeah, Yeah. I think that there's a real sort of push towards, who cares? Yeah, and I, I think, you know, during COVID, it, it was interesting, actually, because one of the things that was put across quite strongly at the time was that you stand a much better chance of, of riding this out if you get it, yeah. if you're as, you know, as physically fit as you possibly can be. Yeah. And one of the biggest factors in, in that, I think, was your weight. If you yeah. were heavier, yeah. then your immune system struggles a bit more. Yeah. So it was very, there was a lot of focus on getting out and getting exercise and, yeah. you know, walking every day or doing whatever. And that all seems to just have disappeared. You know, that was a real positive, I thought, yeah. that came out of it. That kind of get out there, you know, go for a walk. Yeah. I know you can't go to gyms or anything like that, yeah. but there's nothing stopping you going out for a walk, no, no matter where you live. Yeah. I thought that was really good, but it, you know, all that's just gone by the wayside, I think, now. Do you know what I think one of the big issues for people wearing the pyjamas when they walk the dog, taking their shirt off, you know, when they're walking around the park, men, uh, all the things that we've touched on is this thing, this this thing that people say, you do you. Yeah, (laughs) you don't like that, do you? I don't like it at all because what it's saying is you don't need to have any consideration for anyone else around you. You just look after yourself and stuff everybody else. There was an element, you know, it's interesting that you pull up the COVID thing, and I think that people said this at the time, and I certainly felt it, that there was an element of community which had been missing. Yeah, there was. And I just wonder if this listener suggestion has come off the back of, there's been a sort of visible moment Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. community started to appear again. Yeah, yeah. People were 
getting out and about yeah, and yeah. trying to take care of themselves because they were you know genuinely afraid yeah of, of getting ill yeah. and they wanted to look after themselves and then suddenly it's gone again yeah yeah and also you know the the pressure obviously on the health system during covid on everybody's health systems all across the world was absolutely enormous yeah and it's it's caused huge huge knock-ons and I think, you know, one thing that I said a lot is that the health service spends a lot of time dealing with people who are ill because of, you know, their lifestyle has caused some kind of illness. Yeah. And to me, that means that it's some of, you know, not all of it, but some of it will be avoidable if yeah. people took a bit more thought, maybe, well, as a York I... bus. <laughs> That's a bus from York. That's amazing. Just gone down our road and we are not <laughs> anywhere really. New York, how strange. And I, know, um, I know exactly what, what you mean with this. And I think that this might actually be another problem which has been generated to an extent. I think a lot of people think I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And there's no repercussions because if anything happens, the National Health Service will look after me. Yeah, yeah. And that's not why the National Health Service was set up. No. The, the, well, unfortunately, that is now what it deals with a lot of the time, I would say. I can demand whatever I want, and in most cases, it seems, they try and deliver for you. Yeah, yeah. Which, in one sense, is lovely. Well, they're doing their absolute best, I would say. But in another sense, it's slightly terrifying, because at what point do we say no? Yeah. It was set up it's to do this. It's difficult to say no because then what people tend to do these days is they get onto social media well, and they. The problem is it's politicised. It is politicised, yes. And, and this yes. is where it all goes wrong. Yeah. Because as soon as you do that, then it just becomes a football and it just yeah. gets kicked around <clears throat> and actually everyone ends up worse off. Yeah. But it is, it sort of, it all fits together, doesn't it? In the, because we're the last 50 years, National Health Service came out of the Second World War. Yeah. So it's slightly more than 50 years. But still, I, I would definitely approach my life in a different way. It's a great security blanket, yeah. knowing that that's there. But I can tell you that I do everything I can to keep myself fit and healthy. And why is it then? The, the majority of the people, because we quite regularly see, you know, we'll be out walking first thing in the morning, and or I'll be out running. I've seen people drinking. Oh yeah. Alcohol. Alcohol's a massive, massive problem. Um, At like seven o'clock in the morning. And drugs, obviously, oh, yeah, as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've, I've got a relative who works for the ambulance services, and he sees, you know, the calls that they get and the type of situations that they get, and he's told me that you know, a huge chunk of their time is taken up with alcohol and drug situations. Yeah. So again, that's that's things that are controlled or could be controlled yeah. by the person themselves, you yeah. know? I know these things are addictions, but, you know, come but on But it's all people, a slippery you, slope, isn't it? It is, and you know, you're in control of your own brain and your own body. It's responsibility. Yeah. I'm, it's about taking responsibility. I know everybody's got a situation and a reason to how they got in that situation. It's really difficult. I know it's a really difficult thing. But, but if, you know, personally, if I could do something about it myself, then I would.
if you start to look at there all the evidence it starts to become sort of obvious why certainly in this country it seems that people have stopped taking care of themselves mm. which in turn then could lead to them not taking care of their houses yeah. which in turn then because if I'm living in a fairly grotty house and I don't really feel that great and I don't really look that great yeah. why am I going to have much pride yeah in... absolutely the, the other... you have to start somewhere don't you you've got to start oh, somewhere yeah. positive and, moves you know like Dan said we've been in horrible situations and you're never going to get out of those situations if you don't do something and just taking a teeny tiny step every day we did an episode of this radio show called Positive Inertia. Yeah. As you start moving forwards, you know, you do one thing positive to move yourself forward, it, it just, it becomes contagious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so then easy, once you've started moving forward, it's taking that first step it's that's the hardest. It's taking the first step that's really, really difficult, yeah. Now, there's another element of pride which I've always had, and that is in the country. Yes. I don't see a lot of that. No, and this also was really, really obvious during the coronation, I think. Yeah. You know, people were protesting against it and saying how terrible it was having the royal family and how much money it cost the country and what a waste of time these people were. All these kinds of things. And regardless of what our opinion is on, on the whole thing, the, you know, whether you are a member of the royal family or whether you are you or me or you out there, you're still a human being. You're a person with feelings and emotions. And the things that were being said, it's just, you know, I just don't think it's acceptable to treat your fellow human with those kinds of, kind of, of words and you know, just bad wishes to befall on them and oh, I wish they were all dead and things like that. I think it's just awful. Well, it, it's just all jealousy, that's all that is. It probably is. It's usually like, why do they get to live in palaces and I, I don't? I live in a scrotty house that we just walked past. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean... If you remember the royal family, you didn't choose to be if you were born into it, of course. Yeah, yeah. If you're married into it, that's something else, but... If you were born into it, it's not your choice. And you're just dealing with your situation, aren't you? Like, we're all dealing with our situation. Whatever your opinion on the royal family yeah. is, you should have... And in any, any country that you live, anywhere that you live, you should have pride. Yeah, you should have pride. In the country and that you live And I think the thing in. is, because we've always, in terms of everybody that's on the planet at the moment, always had a royal family and historically we have for a long time we've no idea what it would be like to not have it so I think it's very easy to say oh things would be so much better grass is greener sort of thing if they weren't there but actually in reality we've no idea what it would be like I can see we, we've really touched a nerve with the royal family thing with you honey. well yeah because it just uh, oh. Let's just yeah, let's let stay maybe. on the pride okay. thing. Yeah, We've done the royal family episode. Tangents. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, whatever country you live in, you should. But but again, surely this all comes back to the same thing, and that is, if I 
every day and getting up and striving to do the best that I can, present myself in the best way I possibly can, look after myself, my family yeah. and my house, Yes. I'm going to have pride in myself, Yes. which is then going to lead to me having pride in where I live. Yeah. So all of these things yeah, have and, got and to be linked. if everybody did that, imagine what yeah, I know. areas would look like. I know. And, and you can bet that crime would go down. I'm convinced. All those kinds of things. I'm utterly convinced that the issues lie in the modern approach to you do you. Yeah. You just present yourself however you like. Doesn't matter. Be proud. No, 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 no. Why don't we all just think a little bit about how we're presenting ourselves to the world? Let's try and you know be be part of a community. Mm. You know, it, it's like so frustrating. You know that accept me as I am or. Yeah. Get, get lost. No, no, that's not the way that communities work. It's not the way that families work. You know, there's give and take, isn't there? Yeah. You yeah. know, we all have to. And and then, you know, it's the interesting point about the whole... I mean, that's obviously very specific to this country, but I'm sure that people are more... What's the expression? Laissez-faire. Mm. About their health decisions because of the National Health Service. Yeah. You know, if there was a bit more sort of, if there was, when does anyone ever have to take responsibility? There's flies everywhere. Oh, little tiny bugs everywhere. That's got to be the dampness, hasn't yeah, it? It is, it rained all day yesterday. So, in summary, we think we definitely have, we haven't. No, we haven't. But we think that there's a distinct <laughs> lack of pride in the way that people operate and the way that people put themselves across. And I think, I do think that the blame lies not necessarily with the people. Mm. Because I think that people have been put in situations with modern technology where I don't need to be, yeah. I don't need to work as hard yeah. to do things. I can, you know, it's silly things like I don't have to walk to the shop anymore to get my milk. Yeah. I can just order it on an app. I know that might sound silly, I don't have to put any effort in. Yeah. And it's the same with, you know, silly things like, I want to watch a film. You don't have to put the effort in no. to go to the video shop. To go shopping. to the video shop. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like a constant. Which might have involved a bit of a walk and some fresh air. Walk, fresh yeah. air. Have to make Meeting sure. Meeting people in yeah, the video yeah, shop. Talking to people. Yeah. Have to make sure I look okay. Yeah. Maybe pop on a tiny bit of makeup. Not me, of course. <laughs> so yes, interesting, very interesting topic. I hope that you found that interesting and not too depressing because we can all make a change, can't we? Yeah. We can all make a change by putting forward that message of, you know, come on, let's take a bit of pride. Mm. Let's look after ourselves. Let's, you know, try and put ourselves across in the best way that we can. So a change can be made. Folks, that's the end of another radio show. We'll be back next time with a very exciting show because I've always wondered, Pride and Prejudice, what's the deal? Oh. I just don't get it. Yes. So yes, in the next show, I shall be asking Kay some questions and trying to get to the bottom of why is it that, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of guys that love it, but it seems to be extremely popular with the girls. Yeah. I want to understand it. Excellent. And to prepare for that, Kay's actually reading the original book. Well, bizarrely, I, although I love 
passionately the TV series Pride and Prejudice and I know it intimately. I've actually never read the book, which is shameful, isn't it? So I've started reading it. So by the next episode, I will have read it. Amazing. So I'll, I'll be fully in the knowledge. Great. So we'll see you next time yeah. for a lovely show all about Pride and Prejudice. For now, though, thanks so much for listening. Thank Take you. care of yourselves. We'll Take see you care. soon. Bye. Bye. The Bakery Bears radio show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons. Find out how you can join our Baker Bear community, access more of what we do, and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash.